Johnson Oxoy, and this is the Pleasurehood Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a mother, a leader, and all around badass from a place of pleasure, empowerment, and turn on. I am here to revolutionize how humans experience sex, pleasure, and motherhood by normalizing self care, normalizing having desires, and normalizing mothers as sensual and sexual beings. Quick side note, you don't have to be a mother in order to listen to this podcast. Though I create my work with mothers in mind, this conversation is for everyone. I truly believe that pleasure is one of many paths of healing, and I am here to highlight how to walk that path no matter who you are. It is my deepest desire that wherever you find yourself on this amazing journey we call life, you can experience your power, your turn on, and of course, orgasmic pleasure. This week's episode is a very special interview with my dear friend, Nika Carley. Nika is an erotic muse, writer, medicine walker, multidisciplinary storyteller, body poet, moon stalker, ceremonial activist, and abolitionist and yoga teacher. She has over 20 years of experience coaching in the fields of yoga, fitness, mindset, strength and conditioning, rehabilitation, wellness, creativity, and leadership, and has dedicated the last few years to the liberation work of dismantling and decolonizing the intersection of systemic sexualized and racialized trauma in the bodies of creators of color. I mean, can you see why I wanted to have her on the podcast? Nika and I go deep in this conversation. We truly hold nothing back. During a conversation, we talk about the importance of rewilding oneself as a mother and the wild nature of being a mother, caring, birthing, and bonding with a baby, and raising the baby to be a sovereign being. We also discuss the importance of rewilding oneself in the human experience, practicing pleasure during a crisis, pleasure as a birthright. You don't have to do a damn thing to receive and experience pleasure. You get to experience pleasure whenever and however you choose. Decolonizing sex, decolonizing the sacred, and decolonizing pussy as a direct portal to our sexual expression and also our divine selves. We also discuss sacred initiation of birthing, whether it is a creative project or an actual child, a desire or a vision, and so much more. I can't wait for you to listen to this beautiful and potent conversation. And as usual, take what resonates and leave the rest. I'm so excited to have the first interview episode of the Pleasurehood podcast. And who better to have my first interview with than with my dear friend, Nika Carly. Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I mean, just like the trailers and the teasers oh, of the podcast. Oh All right. Before we jump into it, I just have to share a little about Nika. Nika is an erotic muse, a writer, medicine walker, multidisciplinary storyteller, body poet, moon stalker, ceremonial activist, and abolitionist, and yoga teacher who helps soul refugees and multidimensional messengers, such as artists, healers, athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, access and unleash the remembrance of their erotic genius and scale their soul's work into preeminent platforms of social change through primal self reintegration. Mmm, yes. I'm like, this is so good. Uh, and her work also evokes the decolonization of systemic racialized and sexualized trauma in the bodies of melanated 
and BIWOC creators and white co-conspirators of the anti-racism revolution that is currently at hand. And oh my gosh, do we need this medicine today more, like more now than Mm. ever. And (laughs) oh my gosh. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much, Casey. Oh, it is just like profoundly Mm -hmm. delicious to be here. Just like super (sighs) young. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So whenever Nika and I get together, (laughs) like I feel like this is kind of like an just uh, a little behind the scenes of how we communicate and talk and you know the conversations that we have in general so mm-hmm. this is consider yourself having a special treat <laughs> into some juicy conversations <laughs> that we always have and I guess where I want to start is yes one of the reasons why I created this podcast this space is because I wanted to normalize particularly mothers, but really everyone on this planet, because I really feel like normalizing (laughs) self-care, taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, filling up your energetic cup, Mm. creating healthy boundaries, um, is something that is really taken for granted in our society, especially nowadays. Um, we're expected to disassociate, disconnect, disembody, and kind of like live life from this disconnected space. And for me, one of the things that I love about you and what you teach that it is all about like dropping into the body dropping into remembrance and rewilding. And I, as a mother, the rewilding part, I feel, has been so important to my journey because I feel like it is a really wild and primal experience to not only birth a child, whether it's Mm. a a vaginal birth or it's a cesarean birth, it's your, your, your child, your baby is coming through a portal Mm -hmm. and you are, you are birthing them. And it is a very primal experience because it, it has, it incorporates the body. And so I just would really love to hear Mm -hmm. you speak about like, what does it mean to rewild to reconnect to the primal self and to drop, to allow your body to be the portal of that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rewilding for me is just, I mean, it's everything. It is just us surrendering to that which we actually are so there's no there's no fluff there's no um accoutrement we're not trying to make shit pretty we are allowing ourselves to be that which we are and allowing ourselves to exist in that space of the portal of the rebirth also the spaces between where we are formlessness and form where we are the infinite on a temporal experience of humanity like we are all of it and we are also able to sit with ourselves to drop into what we're what we're feeling what we're experiencing sensationally in our body kinesthetically what's happening with our with our thoughts what's happening even like all the way down to to the cellular level really dropping into the somatic connection with who and what and that which we are and also the way that we evoke 
life, like how we show up to life and how we evoke and embody life itself and how we allow ourselves to step into this primal reclamation and remembrance of life, living its best life as us. Like we get to actually choose and come into the space of full sovereignty and remembrance as we are dropping in deeper and deeper and deeper. And that is where we take up the throne, right? So often we have conditioned ourselves, we have imprinted, we have encoded around abdicating our own throne, the throne of ourselves as creator, as a creator, as an expression of the most high and rewilding the primal is us saying like, okay, I, I see myself and I see my throne and I am placing myself, I am reappointing myself as the ruler of my own world and consciously choosing to step into, to step back into to fucking open my legs and free fall back into that which I damn well know that I am. That's so, so good. And uh, one thing that comes up for me (laughs) while I was listening to you is like, Mm. I definitely feel like I'm in that process. And like I'm in the the primordial ooze, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like I am yeah. in this space of of rebirth, of being like in the womb when it's like dark and um, <laughs> and wet and, you know, the... Um, yes. And almost like being so connected to life, like almost like life being my, my, um, Mike, hmm. like I need the connection of life in order to become, if that makes sense. It's like without life. And when I say life, I mean like, the experiences that we go through because one thing, you know, speaking of pleasure, I feel like when, when we think about pleasure, we expect it to be like pretty and neat and like ordered and, you know, like everything's perfect. And I like, no, pleasure is meant to be practiced when things are messy and yucky and hard and muddy and you feel stuck. Those are the times to get deep into pleasure, to allow you to be able to be in that in-between space that is so uncomfortable for us as humans because we want certainty. We want things to be like, you know, like the universe to be like, here you go, here's a, a package. <laughs> I hope you <laughs> I hope you like it. Good luck. Everything's gonna be yeah. perfect. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah. But it's in that's where the magic lies, right? Like when it's messy and when it's like yucky and I mean like because let's face it if we want to talk like go back to being um you know an individual who is birthing a child birth is not beautiful at all I mean in the sense like the 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 process is beautiful but it's also messy (laughs) Yeah, there's, yes, there's there things are happening. Fluids. There I are mean, openings. Like sometimes there are, you pee. Yeah, there's things sometimes happening. Sometimes you poop. Yes. There's, there's blood. Yes. There's, there's like, you know, yes. for me having a cesarean, yes. there were organs, yes. um, you know, like taken out of me in order to make room right. Um, right. To, to, to deliver my son. Like, yes, it's, it's not a perfect, you know, pretty process. And yet we want, I don't know, like we want life to be a perfect, pretty process. Yeah. Like this, this perpetual search Mm -hmm. for an even keeled existence, 
right? Like where you know what's coming, you know how to handle it. Um, okay, oh, no, it's already done. We're, you know, <laughs> we're settled into it. That searching or that, um, that belief that it's even what we want, as if we didn't want the full experience of being alive, which is messy and it's raw. And I love like the, the dark, right? We're in the mystery. We want that fecundity of, of existence, of life. We want it all. And the practice of pleasure itself, it is one of, it is one of the things. Like there's never, no, there's never an absolute except the absolute, right? <laughs> but pleasure is one of the things that allows us or can allow us to drop so beautifully beauty in like that raw messy primal beauty it allows us to drop into ourselves so that regardless of whether things are like oh it's all smooth smooth glassy waters or we're in the fucking the depths of the of the of the waves we are still that which we are, right? Like we, and we're able to be in the conscious awareness of that which we are, regardless of what we're experiencing in life. Mm-hmm. We are able to come back mm-hmm. into, okay, and who am I in this, right? Like, and who am I here? And pleasure becomes a portal back into the choosing of who we are in any given moment, in any given mm-hmm. aspect of the between mm-hmm. of the experiences that we go through. Yeah. Yeah, in birth, right? It's it's just such it's fucking birth. Right? It's everywhere. It is the creation, destruction, rebirth cycle. It is as we are. And if we're only wanting it to be pretty and perfectly scheduled and, you know, on someone else's timeline, right? So that it doesn't mess up anything else, like fuck, we miss it. We miss the whole thing that it is. We miss the magic of it. We miss the medicine of it. Not saying we have to struggle. Not saying we have to suffer, right? And also, we are going to have challenges. Like, there are challenges. And pleasure is like, oh, right, and who am I in this challenge? Like, what do I want to, what do I want to be and how do I want to drop in with myself? How do I want to experience mm. myself even in this? Mm. Maybe especially yeah. in this. Oh gosh, I I love yeah. that so much. Like pleasure bringing up the question mm-hmm. of who do I want to be in this moment? Because I I found myself in that question a lot as of late, from you know dealing right. with my kid being sick or you know um when we all we all had pink eye for like a month um, horrible i don't yeah. wish that upon my worst it's, enemy it's, yes it's, it's the worst oh my god it's the, the worst. worst experience um, it's so bad uh, or even like so when don had um you know kidney stones and and um, I think Arda was like maybe six or seven months, and you know, in that in that moment of uncertainty, I didn't know what was happening. He went to the hospital. I couldn't go with him because it was like the height of COVID, um, you know. And I'm at home with this little baby, and right. I was just like, you know, what I need to do? I need to do a pleasure practice. Like that was when I put. Arda down to bed. That was like the first thing that mm-hmm. came to me. I was like, I need to, I need to move this through my body in a, a pleasurable way, in a way that will allow me to self soothe, that will allow me to regulate yeah. because my baby is depending mm-hmm. on me having a regulated nervous system. So he could co-regulate to my nervous system. And I was like, okay, this is the time to practice. Like, this is the most important time to practice. And I understand, Mm -hmm. especially now, I'm, I'm more aware, probably more 
that I usually am around the difficulties of practicing pleasure in crisis. When you see suffering and pain all around, mm-hmm. the first thing that yeah. comes yeah. to mind yeah. is to want to disconnect from it and be like, pleasure is frivolous, pleasure is right. unnecessary, pleasure is, you know, like, wh- why should I practice pleasure? And for me personally, I'm like, that is yeah. the time yeah. to practice pleasure. But also becoming clear on like what the definition of pleasure is for you in the mm-hmm. first place. Because if it is like, if pleasure, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with this whatsoever, but yeah. if pleasure for you is like going to get a massage, going to get a facial, you know, uh, something that's in the far off distance or something that costs you, of course, when you're in a crisis, you're not going to be like, let me go practice pleasure. <laughs> you know, that's like mm-hmm. the last thing. But what I'm finding for myself is pleasure is a practice in the moment. Pleasure is a practice in presence and being as present with, with, with what is going on as best as possible. And then (laughs) strangely enough, uh, for me personally, finding the, the enjoyment in that, in that, that present moment. And it's not always easy. I, it's yeah. like, that's an oversimplification of it. And I'm not going to say like in a crisis, I'm like, I'm always like, let me do a, pro- <laughs> let me do a pleasure practice. Like, no, I'm still human, but yeah. I do make a point of being, yeah. finding enjoyment in the present moment every day. And so when I do find myself in crisis and I can stop for a second, I'm able to move a little bit more fluidly than I may have been. Um, That probably wouldn't have been available to me before without just being a constant practice of pleasure. Yeah. Like we get to choose what pleasure is for us in any given moment, right? Like we get to choose what it is. It's not, it's not even what it was for us five minutes ago, right? Like the world shifts, the world shifts as we shift, right? And, and sometimes it seems like it shifts like completely without us <laughs> and then we're like bereft, like what just happened? We, but we get to decide, okay, and, and right now, what is, what is it for me, right? Like what is pleasure for me right here, right now? And I love pleasure, pleasure in times of crisis, right? Because crisis in and of itself, it can feel so constricting and it can feel like we are cut off, cut off from options, cut off from other people, cut off from our own truth, our own pleasure, whatever it is. And as we drop into like, okay, so even in this, and maybe pleasure is just taking this moment to connect with my breath, right? Or to just, you know, rub my hands on on my skin and just feel safe touch or like whatever lay on the ground and just feel dirt like whatever it is we are in that reclamation we are in that we're we're consciously choosing ourselves we're consciously choosing to be in a deeper experiencing of our truth of our soul of that which we are beyond any crisis, any crisis that will ever arise, we're choosing to reconnect into that, to remember that. Like, yes, oh, and our human parts, our human self, this is a part, but it is not the whole. It's a part of the whole, and also it is not the only thing. And so pleasure it, it allows us to drop into our own expansiveness. It allows us to create spaciousness in crisis so that we're able to come into the breath. We're able to have a moment to actually choose. Okay, all right. And then, and now what? And now what? And now what? Rather than just kind of stumbling from one aspect of the crisis to the next, and this is not in a 
bypassing, glossing over um, of atrocities in the world. Like this is not that. It is even in atrocities, fucking hard as shit. Yeah, probably the hardest thing you'll ever do to be able to come back and just take one breath of pleasure. And just sit with yourself for one moment, one millisecond, and come into that. And in yoga, like, and, and we say the saying, a saying, uh, and this is why we practice, like, this is why we practice ongoing. This is why it becomes a ritualized aspect of who we are, so that when crisis comes, the practice is there. We're not trying to start a practice of pleasure. We're not trying to start a practice of consciousness, of remembrance just because a crisis has occurred we're already in the practice of it and so the practice is then there for us in the times that we need it most yeah and to be clear the practice is always there more so that we have that conscious remembrance or we are able to have the neural pathways that allow us to drop into a practice even in the middle of crisis the practice the magic the soul the remembrance it is always there it is never not there as we are never not there it is simply like oh the practice is there and we're more readily um, and consciously aware and even subconsciously aware mm, and able so, to drop in yeah no no i was just thinking that's so good and sorry to cut you off one thing that comes to mind is um, I was listening to Alison Byrne. Um, she was talking about manifestation and how mm. when we when manifestation is often approached, it's uh, it, it's approached in a way of like, oh, manifestation is mm. supposed to get rid of all the past things that have built up over time, right? So it's like, mm. well, I've been manifesting. Why is my mm -hmm. credit card debt not, like, gone mm -hmm. down, you know? Or it's like, I've been manifesting, like, you know, um, right, 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 why, right. you know, why haven't I uh, found the love of my life? It's, and it's like, well, no, it's, it's not like, right. The manifest the manifestation process is not going to heal all this past baggage. Like you actually have to heal that baggage before, um, not necessarily before everything comes into fruition, but a part of that process is looking at the baggage and um, and being like, okay, it's there. Now would we'll do like how do I want to move forward? And I feel like the same thing is like mm. with pleasure. It's like when you first start practicing pleasure, you kind of mm. expect it to like to heal all wounds like right away, and you're supposed to feel amazing um, right away. And when that doesn't happen, that's a tendency when you stop practicing, right? <laughs> you're like. You're like, oh, this isn't, it's not working. Right. Right. <laughs> like, I knew, oh, I knew pleasure wasn't the path. Like, it's not working. I still feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but the practice is always there, like you said. The practice is always available. Yeah. It's just all about, like, yeah. what you are going to choose in, from moment to moment. And it's okay. Like sometimes you, you're not going, just like in some moments, you're not going to choose love and light. Like you're going to choose to cuss somebody out <laughs> instead of love and light. <laughs> sometimes you're going to be yes. like, you know what? I feel like being angry. Yes, yes, you, you are. know, fuck pleasure. <laughs> but sometimes that in itself is, can be pleasurable. Yeah. It's so good. Pleasure. <laughs> Anger can be so, so good. Much and so fucking one good. of the things that keeps coming up in my mind as as we're having this discussion is like how this applies particularly to um, to BIWOC women um, because mm. I 
I know for me, when I first started this, this journey, I think that my initial, like the journey of like healing my, my sensuality and my sexual express, expression, I think the initial thought was I was going to have to suffer first. Like I, because pleasure mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. like it wasn't fully available to me as a black woman because that is mm-hmm. not necessarily that is like exemplified or taught to us. And like, for example, I was telling uh, Doan, right. my husband, about the nap ministries, the Instagram, um, the nap ministry. Mm-hmm. And how, like, it's all about rest and black people yeah. resting. Yeah. And, um, and I was telling him how I've been in the process of, like, healing my relationship to rest and the story and the beliefs that come up around rest. And mm. it just dawned on me yeah. that yeah. I don't think I've ever done that for pleasure. I don't think I've ever really looked at like, well, what's, what is my relationship to pleasure as a black woman and practicing pleasure as a black woman? And what have I been taught about experiencing pleasure or having pleasure in my life? Because if I really, really think about it, I think that, for example, you know, um, there's a big, um, there is a big um, like industry in the wellness spiritual space of like bringing pleasure into your business. And for me, that's a really hard thought. I'm like, you're supposed to work yourself mm-hmm. to the bone and then you can have what <laughs> mm-hmm. you can have what you desire. Then you can have it. Yeah. Um, then secretly I'm like, Oh no, I yeah, want that. like I, I want to practice pleasure and have business at the same time, but yeah. there's like this disconnect and yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. I've never really unpacked that and unraveled it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, something that I call, like, I, I call it many things, but like the colonized linear, right? Which is, um, something that we have encoded so deeply around, passed down institutionally, systemically, that you, you work, you work, you work, you work, and it's got to go this and then this and then this and then this. And if you do it out of the order, if you try to just, you know, drop yourself into the end, right? Like quantum collapse, like you're just here and then, oh, now, and now we're here, right? And, and, and it's done without all of the work and you didn't, earn it that that is very dangerous for our bodies most especially in um in in biowalk bodies that it is it is dangerous to actually not do the work and like like a little kid in school to not show the work to not show and express how hard you're working and how you know like how deeply you're into the hustle and like like if you're not really showing the amount of time, blood, sweat, and tears, and energy that you are giving over to the project, to the business, whatever it is, that it will be dangerous for your bodies, that there will be consequence to you simply allowing yourself to, oh, and now this is who I am, right? And and now this is the way that we do things. And now, right, business is orgasmic because how could it have ever been any other way and we get to choose to lean into that and to live into that and to choose into that over and over and over again and we get to notice those encodings that that tell us if you if if it looks easy for you someone will come and they will take it away and it will be in a very very harmful way Right? Someone will come and make sure that you don't continue on this path of pleasure, this path of ease. 
right? And we get so many um, encodings and reinforcements of these encodings encodings from family, from friends, from media, from culture, from society, from institutions, and we see it and we hear it repeatedly. Um, intrinsically we get it extrinsically we get it and then we've got our ancestral encoding intergenerational traumas that were you know sometimes are just running amok behind the scenes and when it comes down to like oh just pleasure oh you mean just like just pleasure yeah just like just pleasure like just letting it be that damn good without having to do something to get it right just remembering that it is because you are like that's and that's that like you don't have to earn it you don't have to work for it you don't have to do things in the proper order you don't have to mitigate the consequence that you believe to be inevitable if you were to choose pleasure you don't have to set yourself up and and stay in the state of hyper vigilance to ward off the danger that we believe to be inherent to us saying yes to pleasure we get to simply experience pleasure because we are. And that becomes, right, that becomes a part of, if we so choose it, you ain't got to do a damn thing, right? If you choose it though, <laughs> that gets to become a part of our pleasure practice, the choosing of it without all of the stuff that we have encoded it's going to take or that we have to give of ourselves in order for it to be safe for us to simply be oh my gosh that was so so good and yeah this idea of earning our pleasure like you like which in a lot of ways seems impossible in this this day and age where honestly like hustle like hustling mm. you know working hard is celebrated in our our culture and it's almost like if you if you were to like build an empire well, not empire, but like if you were to build like uh, <laughs> if you were a, a queendom yeah, um, that empire yeah. <laughs> of um, you know based off of like just feeling good every step of the way you know mm. so many people be like there's so many stories that could come up right around that and I was one thing that came up for me while you were speaking was like going back to the nervous system and how important it is because if you if you're not working with the the nervous system in this process practicing pleasure can feel like mm -hmm. an uphill mm -hmm. battle because you're going from a space of like survival and um you know being frozen yeah. or feeling like you have to fight your way through things or you just like up and walk away and you're just constantly in a, a trauma response of survival yeah. understandable that mm -hmm. pleasure seems it does seem impossible because you don't feel like you were saying you don't feel safe just to be in the pleasure and to enjoy it The one thing that comes up for yeah. me is like we're all, like we've had plenty of conversations around like decolonizing pussy mm. and I know <laughs> yes one of my favorite conversations um, that's just such a good and combo I feel like that goes hand in hand <laughs> also with like with with sexual expression and the sacred and mm. really finding for people of color 
like, it feels like so much work sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, another layer just to get to my peace. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, just the process of just decolonizing pussy and pleasure and also the divine. We've had that conversation as well as, you know, as I was sharing with mm-hmm. you, Mm-hmm. rediscovering my relationship to God and what that means and having to go through all the religious trauma mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I went through growing up. But mm-hmm. you know, how, how I'm curious to know and to hear from you, like how, like how do we find that balance of mm-hmm. Hmm. of connecting to our pleasure while we're also trying to like Hmm. undo the encoding of like unworthiness guilt and shame for wanting to even experience pleasure Hmm. yeah 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 (sighs) One thing that I've found, and I, I found this for myself, and then I've, I'm like, oh, well, I've, I've forgotten completely, <laughs> and then I'll be reminded by by mentors, and you know, or or just you know, in, in practice, and it's not, um, we don't have to choose. It's not the either or. It is not the colonized linear. We don't have to heal all the stuff from the past and then also heal everything from our ancestors and also heal everything that's happening intergenerationally from all living relative, like, or pleasure, (laughs) right? We don't have to, okay, figure out how to work with and process all of our, you know, our our flight, flight, freeze, appease, potentially full annihilation response in order to then experience pleasure. It is the yes and. And so it is not that one has to come before the other, and it is not that one has to occur in order for the other to occur. And so if we are waiting to experience pleasure until we have, you know, we fully accessed our worthiness or, you know, like our, our remembered worthiness or, um, um, our, our, our sense of belonging or our sense of safety or, or our, all of the ancestral pieces that we're, that we're, we're feeling like we're, we're in touch with or carrying around. And then, right, you know, okay, we got to do all of these things in order for us to experience pleasure or before we can experience pleasure because it's not safe if we, if we bring in pleasure, but we haven't healed all of the, intergenerational sexualized trauma right and genderized and racialized trauma if we haven't healed that and then we want to bring in pleasure all we're going to do is like oh we'll bring about more trauma like we can have these ideas and constructs and encodings that it's not safe to experience pleasure unless you're like this perfectly healed grounded processed being who is completely you know, in full resonance with the I am, with isness, with God, with the God self, right? And so at the the fertile soil of it, right, it's the yes and. It is, yes, do I desire to experience this processing, this reintegration, this healing, this dissolution in this area. Yes. Do I desire to experience pleasure, expansiveness, turn on? Yes. Okay. I get to choose the yes and I get to choose both without waiting for this until the one day, someday, nebulous, never, never land of having everything healed and wrapped up with a bow where everything is processed. All trauma has been processed and integrated, right? And before it's like, oh no, I'm desiring both. And so I, I choose to allow both in. I choose to, I choose the experience of both right and 
I also choose that sometimes they, you know, they will in, in intertwine, they will interweave where pleasure becomes this, this rider of my healing, right? And then sometimes healing, right, will become this rider of my pleasure. And sometimes I might just work with pleasure and sometimes I might just work with this, you know, this worthiness piece or whatever it is. And so really for me, the, the bones of it, it's the yes and. It is not the colonized linear. We do not get in trouble, which a lot of us in BIWAC bodies and BIPOC just in general bodies, um, the, the construct of getting in trouble can feel like death for us. It can feel so profoundly dangerous to get into trouble that we stop ourselves from being fully alive because we stop ourselves from stepping into that which we know that we are desiring because we believe that there will be consequence. We will get in trouble. We will be harmed. We will potentially die if we say yes to this. And so there is this... Hmm, being in the, the ongoing practice of allowing your nervous system to be soothed, allowing yourself to work with these, these trauma pieces, these encoded pieces, and also allowing yourself to choose and to live into pleasure now, even if those other pieces are, are present. And even if it feels like, oh my God, everything is dissolved and it's all like, oh my God, boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden some shit pops off and you're like, what the fuck? I thought we were done with this, right? And you can still choose pleasure. Right? You can still choose pleasure, even then, and again, like even yeah. then, and especially, Ugh. right? Like always, yeah. Oh, it's so good. I yeah, I love that because I think what came up for me is I, th I think, at least in my experience, the the path of suffering to healing, um, is a popular one because mm. there's so much perfectionism mm. in it. Like they're like if you're if you were a, a low key perfectionist, yeah. then you're like, yeah. ooh, yeah, the suffering because I I can't have pleasure until I'm perfect. Mm -hmm. So I guess I just gotta suffer and yeah. heal all the things, and then right. I'll create a path to um, yes. yes to perfection, and I'll be able to have pleasure, right? And one thing, yeah. so yeah. While 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 you were were um, talking and I was just like feeling it and vibing it, there's this little voice that was like, you know, our listeners might be like tuning in and being like, this is all good and stuff, but like, yeah, like where do I even begin? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. what is the practical to this? Because the way I've been doing yes. it, I know, yeah. and yeah. it's comfortable and. Like doing something differently just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> right. Like, where do I even begin to explore like yeah. pleasure or yeah. to to be in the yes and or to choose pleasure even in the mm -hmm. the times of crisis mm -hmm. or suffering or pain or grief? Like, where do I begin? And I would love to hear your yeah. your your thoughts and. Yeah your wisdom around that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> like the, the, the big, <laughs> this is going to be um, probably very annoying and then we'll hopefully round it out into some practical, but uh, the beginning is like, the beginning is generally what we perceive to be like the ending, just as the ending is what we perceive to be get to the beginning. Like the only way out is through, like, so meaning the only way to say yes to the pleasure that you actually want is to say yes to it, right? Like there's no specific A, then B, then C, then D, then E. Was that the alphabet? <laughs> I don't even know if that I don't even know if that was in order, whatever that was with the alphabet. <laughs> like there's no step by step by step by step thing to get there because there's nowhere to get. It's already here. It is simply us, like it's like we're running in parallel timelines with ourselves and we're like, where is it? Oh, I gotta get to it. And it's like, no, dude, I'm right here. I'm with you. I'm right here. And so it is 
allowing ourselves to simply see with a clearer perception, to clear the lens with which we're seeing ourselves, with which we're seeing pleasure, with which we're seeing like, okay, here's what it's, here's what it's going to take, right? Here's what it's going to take. And, and so, oh, and then we go, and I call this solving for X. And so we have a desire and then we go into all the things that we think need to, okay, this, this needs to be handled. This needs to be handled. And then we start creating a life where we're solving for all of these X's rather than saying yes to the thing that we actually want in the first place. Right. And so that, that is the, yeah, that is probably the annoying, oh my God answer. Right. Uh, and also on a practical standpoint, just drop into your fucking body and breathe, right? And move. Like that's where, like legit, we are soul, we are expressions of the most high, the God self on a humaning experience, which means we have these bodies to experience these bodies. We have these bodies to play and dance through this whole temporal reality thing thing we got going on. And so let's drop in right? We can't think our way through trauma. We also can't think our way into deeper, more expansive pleasure, into choosing pleasure. We get to feel it. We get to drop in. And so if you're like, oh, like, well, but how do I experience pleasure? What's the next step? Just like, okay, well, move with that, right? If you're asking that question, you're getting like really annoyed and you're like, this is all well and good. Just like, okay, well, yeah, this is all well and good. Me, me, me. And like, I can, I start to get like really toddlery with myself. I'm like, okay, well, fine. Meh. And just like, let it move in you and start to feel those things and start to let your breath like, okay. And, um, what I, what I've started calling sound and pounds, you know, like in MMA, there's ground and pound. Like in, in the kinesthetic, the introception of it all of dropping into self and soul, it's, it's sound and pound. So like just dropping into your body and your breath and just noticing what's here. Like, what do we have on pleasure <sighs> and using fist, right? <sighs> and sounding and pounding. <sighs> Sorry if that's making noise in the mic. And you're just allowing yourself to get into whatever is here. Like, what do we have on the pleasure? What do we have on pleasure? What do we have on pleasure as a black woman? What do we have on this? Like, whoa, like it's not possible. Okay, so what if it was possible? And just start to get curious. Body-based inquiry, start to get curious. Start to drop into the somatic memories that you're holding, that your body is holding around you, simply allowing what it is that you know is here for you, what it is that you know is true for you. And if you I don't know, but I'm not certain, okay, well, breathe that, move it. Rather than trying to think of how to do it, you just begin, right? And if you're like, well, what do I just begin? Okay, well, what do I just begin? Fuck off, what do I just begin? Like, And get that into your body and start to breathe with it and start to shake and, and get down on the ground and start to crawl and, and use your fist and use your sound, like use your sound healing and allow yourself to just be present with whatever is here for you. And you might, you know, five minutes and then boom, great, go on about your life. And maybe that's your practice, just getting really annoyed and frustrated with the idea of pleasure, with the idea that you get to simply say yes to pleasure, even in crisis, even in like, like fuck off. And maybe there's a lot of cussing. There's, you know, <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite words in the world, right? And, and you just drop in and maybe that's the practice, just getting curious with what's here without making it mean anything, without judging it, without trying to force it and shape it into something, allowing it to be formless, allowing yourself to experience yourself as formlessness. And you're like, I have no idea what the fuck that means. Okay. What do we have on formlessness? It makes no sense. I don't get it. What is it? Show me, just show me. Like, that's one of the things. If I'm just like, I don't, I have no idea. God, creator, source, great mysteries, fucking show me. Just fucking show me. And then move and breathe with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so good. So, and oh, I feel like that's a perfect place to leave it. Like, I really do. Like, that feels, that feels good and so complete. Oh, Nika, thank you. I just love you so much. Like, it's just always a delight to connect and talk with you. And um, before we complete our time together, I want to know 
what's going on where can the people find you like what are you working on I want to know all the things yes all the things yes thank you I love you it's just it's always just so much just like so good always so good okay so um you can find me on in all the places <laughs> at nika carly so generally instagram youtube i'm also on the other places um clubhouse but um yeah instagram and youtube are the, are the most often places um, my website is nikacarly.com and right now we've got uh orgasms money and god it's a five-week delicious fuckery of all the things uh happening um if you feel called to enroll and then if you just want to be in the world and just drop in i have um an app called nick nation and you can join us for free and get access to all the blog posts and live streams with me and all of that jazz and you can just go to musingsfromthewild.com sign up for free and then you'll hear about all the places and all of the things and all of the shenanigans that we're up to at any given time yes <laughs> and i've done um a lot of stuff with nika and she is just amazing so please um, I'll be mm -hmm. sure to drop all that information in the in the little comment section below and make sure that you have access to all the links, all the information <laughs> so you can find her and connect with her. And yeah, I like it's so delicious and yummy. And um, if you are new to this space, if you are new to the Pleasurehood podcast, to me, Casey Oxoy, um, you can find me at Casey.AKSOY on Instagram. And then I'll share all the information below um, of, yeah, where you can find me, what's going on. And uh, I hope that we all can connect and be in space with one another. So. Thank you again, Nika, and um, yeah. until next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, loves. so much for joining me on episode four of the pleasurehood podcast and i look forward to taking this journey with you one step at a time tune back in for episode five where i'll be talking about sexual seasons and life cycles we'll dive into what a sexual season and life cycle is and how to utilize them in your embodiment and pleasure journey if you've been experiencing sexlessness, disconnection from your body, not feeling aroused and not feeling sexual, this episode was made especially for you. You won't want to miss it. If you're interested in learning more about Nika and her amazing work, she is currently offering two programs, Primal Provocador and Skin. Primal Provocador is a pro-level creative mentorship in the ancient wilds of the erotic self for multi-dimensional messengers and soul refugees who can no longer ignore the sacred madness that howls their fucking name in the night because they know the revolution is now. Oh my gosh, this sounds so good. You can learn more at primalprovocador.com. And Skin is a monthly body-based liberation experience for multi-dimensional BIWAC creators where she helps you decolonize the fuck out of how you exist in your own skin so you can show up in every aspect of your life, message, and art and take a stand for what you believe because you're finally able to feel completely safe speaking out on what matters most and reclaim and rewild the sacred sovereignty required to untame the primordial medicine of your erotic melanated soul oh this is so good if this sounds good to you and it resonates you can learn more at joinskin.com and for me if you haven't followed me on instagram you can find me at casey that's c-a-s-e-y dot a-k-s-o-y 
and you can read more of my musings on Medium and find me there under Casey Oxoy. I just launched my very first self-study course from Burnout to Radiant, a busy mom's guide to sex, pleasure, and desire. If you're ready to explore motherhood from a place of vibrancy, energy, and deep connection to your mind, body, and soul, then I invite you to join from Burnout to Radiant today and you get instant access. And I promise you it is so yummy and so amazing. I'm so excited about what I've created for you. You can head over to wildsexyfree.com to learn more about From Burnout to Radiant. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and until next time, stay wild, sexy, and free.